Hello world and welcome to the fastest growing tech podcast out there, The Gadget Cast, with your hosts Gregory McFadden and Travis MCP. Hello world and welcome to the best tech podcast out there, The Gadget Cast. My name is Gregory McFadden. The best co-host, Travis MCP. Oh my god. Gadgetcast is back. Dropping the ball every time we can, as quickly as we can, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. What you should have done was hit the music right after he said his thing. But you don't understand how to do these things, Greg. I don't know why you can't figure it out. I did I was ready to do that, but you know, I don't you know, the way the roadcaster works, I had to switch between like song banks. I, I just I just uh. gave it up. And you know what? I think it was better this way. I think that was hilarious. And uh, you know what? The energy of the show is not the same without the music. I was actually going to ask this live on a show. Do we need the music anymore? I listen to a lot of podcasts. They just get right into it. Do people need the music? But you know what? After this, I think we need the music. I think the music is a, it's a must. It's a must for a Gadgetcast intro. So. Yeah, and I, I agree. I think uh, there's a, yeah, I want results, not excuses. Oh, there, I, there I, he is 100%. in the chat. Could Z. Or oh, good could, Z. Cool. Could Zai. Wait. Could could Zai. Could not cloud, by the way. Yes, I, I got that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Gadgetcast. I, I think that's what I'm missing. <laughs> You know well done, Greg. We're canceled. Well I get done. it. I get it. I get it. It's the pre-WWDC show. We got a lot to talk about about WWDC. It's going to be a very Apple-centric show, so hopefully hopefully you guys are in Apple. I know I am. Uh, we're going to be talking about all that stuff, but first we got to do some follow-up like we normally do. We got a lot of voicemails to go through, Travis. Uh, we have some updates as well, but I want to just start the show off. I know we get, we get accused of self-promotion so much. Uh, Gadget Cast Hats. They're available now. Gadget cast hats. You guys in uh, the live streams, especially, and also in emails from the audio show, said you would be interested in buying this. You said you'd be interested in buying it in the YouTube polls, on Twitter, basically everywhere we promote our show. You guys <laughs> said you would, you wanted this. The orders do not reflect that, guys. And I gotta tell you, <laughs> we want an honest feedback of like, do you guys want the hats? Do you not want the hats? Is this an endeavor we should go down? So please hit up the website if you're interested in buying a Gadget Cast hat. We really wanted to get a few more orders in because we actually have uh, Sean who watches the show. He's you know a friend of the show basically, and uh, he's he's doing all the orders and stuff. And he we kind of doing like a pre-order system to get the sales up before we go into production. So if you want your Gadget Cast hats, get them now. Also, also this is looking like a limited <clears throat> time run. Uh, because Sean will be moving soon, so he'll actually have to stop oh. production. So if you oh. want the hat, you have to go and order it, I think, by this week. And then we're going to have to uh, start shipping out the orders we have. Uh, we might be able to come back and put these on sale now, but it might be a while. So if you want the caps, go do it. Gadgetcast.net is uh, where you go to Gadgetcast.net. So get the hats. I'm sorry for the self-promotion. No more no, self-promotion. No. We will not apologize for that. Gadgetcast.net. Okay. <laughs> So, um, because I'm so excited that we have these, can we do voicemails and emails? Because I love hearing from the listeners. Let's do it. So, we're going to do some follow-up. We got some fan uh, voicemails to go through. So, we're going to do just that. What's up, guys? This is James from Corpus Christi, Texas, giving a shout-out to the GadgetCast crew, Travis and Greg. 
hey guys you guys are doing an awesome job me and my son love watching y'all's videos on both ends you guys are just doing an awesome job we really appreciate all the tech advice you guys give us i think for everybody that watches your show i think we all love watching your show because you guys make it fun to watch or to listen and it's just awesome all the way around you guys are just great you know keep up the good work guys we'll see you on the next show Aw, thank you so much, James. That was really uplifting to hear. I don't know about you, Travis. We we appreciate James. We like that you and your son uh, are enjoying the show so much, and that's that's why we do it. We like seeing uh, people enjoy the show. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. I think it's especially since today is Father's Day when we're recording this. True. Uh, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there listening. Uh, that it's cool that he listens with his son. I dig that in so many different ways. I think it's amazing. Happy Father's Day, Dad, if you're watching. I know you might be. So happy Father's Day to you. All right. Thank you. What's next? Galaxy Watch 3. Let's talk about it. Very short and to the point. Galaxy Watch 3. Let's talk about it. I will defer to Travis. So the Galaxy... So is he referring to the new version that may be coming out or the original, the last one from last year? I assume he's talking about the new one, and he might even be talking about the active. Regardless, all Samsung uh, smartwatches are pretty darn good, um, but they're in just a weird per predicament where they're not using Android uh, Wear. They're using um, Tizen, which is actually a pretty good system, but it is only Samsung. And it's this weird thing where Samsung is also one of the few Android manufacturers uh, that is not like super budget that's actually making tablets as well. So they're... Samsung is just out there trying to do the most. And, and, and I can appreciate that. I, I'll take my hat off to him. I did actually, I don't even have my hat on right now. Um, but I don't know that it's, um, I don't know that it's going to, I know in the, uh, which we'll talk about later in the, the fights last night, um, there were some questions about like, can Samsung take over uh, smartwatches or, or was it, yeah, it was smartwatches. Um, and interestingly, there were some really interesting answers in that in that tech fight. So I will say that I don't know what kind of profit Samsung's making on these watches. I suspect it can't be that much, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. And by the way, it will be the best Android smartwatch, 100%. If they're talking, if you're talking about the next version of the Samsung watch, uh, I believe he is. I, <laughs> I, you know, I Google searched while Travis was talking, and it looks like the Galaxy Watch Three is the next one that's coming up. Uh, this is an area where I admitted to Travis last night that I'd actually like to get a little bit more knowledge in because I, I use an Apple Watch. I've had some experience with the early versions of Android Wear, but it's, I have not actually checked out uh, Samsung's attempt at their watches, which run uh, Tizen, and people seem to have a way more favorable opinion of than Android Wear. So I, honest, I honestly don't know enough to really talk about it. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I can't really talk about it, to be fair. Sorry. I wish I could. Yeah. But Travis there was a, a really, answer. there'll be, we should put a link in the description and uh, anyone who's in the chat, that's a mod. Go ahead and feel free to put your, uh, put the link of the Saturday night tech fights in the chat. There was a question. I think Andrew Edwards answered it about can Android, um, can Android wear out eventually outpace the Apple watch. And uh, he had a really interesting take on it. So uh, if you're interested in that answer, a more full kind of answer, uh, the Saturday night tech fights are the place to be. Do we have any more voicemails? Yes, we do. <gasps> what? Cool. Ready? What's going on, guys? It's Kelvin calling out of DC, calling from the future to congratulate 
Greg on a wonderful performance last night, man. Taking the ring, taking the championship belt from the Saturday Night Tech Fights back to the rightful place at GadgetCast, man. What a wonderful performance. Left hook, right hooks, throwing uppercuts all over Knoopsy, man. What a wonderful performance, Greg, man. Made us proud. Cancel Garg has been lifted for the day, man. Celebrate today. Great fight. Great performance, Greg, man. Shout out to the whole team, man. Keep doing great work, man. Way to bring it home, Greg. Woo! Okay. So for those in chat that are in the live stream, they know what happened. For a lot of audio listeners, they don't know what happened last night on Saturday Night Tech Fight. Let's rewind an episode ago. If you missed the last episode, we talked about how Greg went through something called the Saturday Night Tech Fights here on YouTube. It's really cool. It's basically a debate show with kind of like boxing slash MMA rules. And uh, Greg was very victorious that first week, won 120 packets of some of the best popcorn you can buy uh, from doingtheworldofflavor.com. He dominated. It was really great. Uh, he went back last night and talked a lot of smack during the week. He talked tremendous amount of smack, so much smack that people who have pretty much said they weren't going to, to jump in on the Saturday Night Tech Fights came out of nowhere. Andrew Edwards. We had Roberto Blake. We had Viper returning. Like, it was crazy. But um, Greg went 0-2. So uh, that voicemail is very interesting because it's literally the exact opposite of what happened last night, Greg. I will say this. In fairness, number one, you did go first. You did not try as the champion to wait until the end, which you could have done. You literally could have done. Uh, but you, I remember watching the re I had to watch the replay. I wasn't able to watch it live. Immediately as you opened your mouth, I'm like, this is a this is a terrible argument. Your side of that first question was terrible. Like, I, I don't know what happened to the fire and the vigor, but I listened to your answer and immediately was like, nope. Crazy. What was the question that you were asked? Do you remember? I was asked if uh, smartphones have made us more lazy or more productive. Yes. Yes. And the one thing you didn't mention, which I think would have helped, and I know it definitely af affects me, but I know it affects other people, are things like not being able to spell anymore. Like you literally could have gone down that path of education that like people are so lazy, they can't even spell words because they don't have to. They can voice chat it. Like at least there would have been something to that. Um, and I was waiting for you to say something like that. What did you end up saying? Do you remember? Uh, I basically said that smartphones have made us more lazy because they've lowered our productivity. And you think you're being more productive because you're bringing work home and doing it, but you're actually not doing your work. And you spend a lot of your days watching like videos and stuff like that. That was basically my argument. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I was kind of going but off of uh, Adam Tech Odyssey. Uh, who was who beat me in all fairness uh, he was he was going very heavy on the work side so I kind of counteracted that argument but you know mm -hmm. what I feel like that question you know asking a very heavy tech crowd if tech has made us more lazy I don't know if that's a good question to ask a tech audience I feel like no matter what there's no way I could have won in a way well so of all the questions asked first of all this was the season finale I will say I've watched all the fights these were some of the best questions now there were two that I thought were not good. And one of them that I think if you just chose the wrong side, there's no way you could have won, which was which one's worse for battery long-term wireless charging or, um, or powered super fast charging. And this just becomes a, 
it becomes like there's a true answer to this. It, there is an answer. It's not like an opinion-based thing. But everything mm -hmm. else that Mike did, all, almost every single – there was another question I can't remember either. But the vast majority, like almost every single question was excellent. There were sides that someone could take, get their teeth into. We saw Andrew do it on more than one occasion where we thought he was on the losing side of an argument and won. So – for the most part, Mike had some great questions. Uh, the question that you lost on, I don't think was that bad, but I, I the fast charging wireless one, I wasn't a fan of. <clears throat> Mine wasn't, my one's not that bad as a question. It was actually a good one to argue about, but I feel like with a very, you know, tech slanted audience, it's kind of hard to win that argument because which one of us is really going to admit deep down inside that phones are making us lazier when, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, it's possible if you could, if you could prove it, in some way that uh, maybe people, if you had, of course, there's no time to get statistics or anything, but if you yeah, happen yeah. to know. It's quick. Yeah, yeah. It's it, quick. It, but yeah, yeah. It was cool. Great night. My second Lots my second, uh, my second, round in, I think I did a much better job on my question, but I still lost what was that to, question? Uh, uh, should, uh, basically, should they have removed the headphone jack on phones? Oh. I thought I did a good job on that. I was actually surprised I lost that, but... Uh, what did you say, and what was your side for people who did not get to hear the show? So I basically said, again, just paraphrasing here, that, uh, you know, Apple removed it. They were able to fit in more things. Headphone jacks take up a lot of space. They put in more battery. Uh, the sales of AirPods have proven that people are ready to move beyond this. That kind of argument. Yeah, I think that I think your argument on that one was good, and it could have gone either way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a great night. Uh, there'll be more in the future. Uh, and you're hey, apparently you still get a super fight with Andrew Edwards as the two champions of the Battle Royal Knights. That's kind of exciting. Yes, that that eventually will be going down. But you know, all I want to say is that uh, Mike put on a tremendous show. I was very happy to see so many people, uh, over 140 people at one point in the uh, live chat and everything. Super chats going everywhere. It was a crazy night. I also appreciate Andrew Edwards uh, playing around, doing the promos and stuff like that. That's the most fun. The the Twitter back and forth, all the smack talk. Uh, I really appreciate everyone who made that happen, all, all the competitors and stuff like that. That was the season finale. Uh, they're going to come back with season two. Mike's working on that. Uh, I'm just glad it went out with a bang, and it really did. That was an amazing live stream. So... Really appreciate everyone who showed up. If you're a GadgetCast fan, you showed up. Travis, you did a big promo in it uh, on your uh, live stream. So, And I think there were a lot of fans there. So appreciate everyone coming through and supporting it. Yeah, we'll, we'll try to get links down in the, uh, the the show notes for the podcast listeners who may want to check that out. Highly recommend. Now, it is two hours long, <laughs> so put some time aside. But uh, Greg's first match is right at the very beginning. You can't miss it. And I just have a feeling you, if you watch any of it at all, you'll be entertained. Do you love my entrance and how like hype I was about to get it? And then LB just like, I can't hear you. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> I was coming in ready to just lay it down. And you know what? I got to be honest. That tripped me up a little bit. LB just sh shook my confidence when he just goes, I can't hear you. And you yeah. notice all my confidence just got zapped out and all my energy was like, wait, what? It was worrisome because he was one of the judges. Yes. It's like, bro. Yes. So did he... You know, I think, you know, I was, you know, I bowed down in fairness, but I think there might have been a little bit of conspiracy going on. Ooh. Hey, now, Ooh. let me tell you, conspiracy theory over here. We might see. I didn't, the you know, we didn't hear Adrian's vote on that. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe she was going to vote in favor of me. Maybe LB didn't hear the argument. Maybe he, maybe my argument got cut off. You know, this I'm gonna, sounds, uh, we're going to have to look into like, this. We're going to we're gonna have to look into this. You know, there might be a, a dedicated video on this very topic. So stay tuned to my Twitter feed and uh, we might get that. We might get that. 
<clears throat> I I would imagine we probably would. I, okay. All right. <laughs> all right. That's so, all the voicemail. Uh, and what a great segue that voicemail was, by the way. Uh, wow. That was amazing. And you know what? Yeah. That's a... Uh, was that Kelvin did that one? That was a true fan of Gadgetcast because that was the right attitude. That bold prediction six days ago, that was the best. That was the best. <laughs> Kelvin, you're you're definitely a fan of Gadgetcast. Keep them coming. Yes, uh, you're delusional too, Calvin. But uh, that's fine. You listen, we love he's we love a, the support. Yes, he's delusional. He is a fan of Gadgetcast. This is this is exactly what I'm talking about. That's the energy we want from the fans of Gadgetcast. Complete delusion is uh is what I say. We definitely need delusional fans. Okay. Yes. My goodness. All right. So we see some things coming in the chat, and let's talk about what we were going to talk about. WWDC. Yeah. Um, big recent show. rumors. When I say recent, uh, of course they. We'd only just heard about it, uh, what yesterday, that um, there may be no hardware oh. tomorrow. Now, again, here's the thing: by the time a lot of people hear this stream, this this uh, audio podcast, um, WWDC would have already happened, so you'll know. Uh, but just understand that we are doing this show beforehand, and I I don't know. I, I'm not as worried about it, like I figure I, I never went into this expecting hardware, but I know there was a lot of hype based on leaks that we may see hardware, but Apple never said it, so it's not like Apple's letting anyone down. Um, what are your thoughts on this, Greg? I know you're you're a little bit upset. Yeah, so I was really looking forward to this rumored iMac redesign that seemed to be leaking out. Uh, Sonny Dixon. Uh, apparently listens to the show and he said we did a good job on it. So thank you, Sonny, if you're watching again or listening again. Uh, he said that there was a new iMac going to be coming out on WWDC. So he might still be right. And uh, listen, uh, there's also some other hardware like new Apple TV, um, maybe new HomePod mini, new Apple headphones, except for maybe the Apple headphones. A lot of those other ones are kind of less exciting, right? New Apple TV. Do you really need it? Eh. New, new uh, HomePod mini. I mean, that's probably the product no one's excited for. Headphones, maybe. I, I know Jeff, uh, El Jefe Reviews, is looking forward to those Apple headphones. Mm -hmm. So, um, But yeah, this new iMac, I was super excited for it. I just, you know, the iMac hasn't had a redesign since 2012. It's been a long time coming. And I was really looking forward to it. Now, what gives me hope and what, what, what could be an excusable thing for me and what makes it even more exciting in a way is we just got a fresh rumor out today from Ming-Chi Kuo. Mm. And he said... ARM iMac coming in mm. at quarter four this year, quarter four of 2020, an ARM iMac. Now, WWDC, we are expecting the ARM transition to happen on stage tomorrow. If Apple does a preview of hardware, which they might want to do, you know, I think maybe this rumor with John and, you know, John's been very accurate, so I'm not I'm not questioning him. He's probably right that there's no hardware there, but John always talks about sources and how he gets information from different sources. This could be a case where one of his sources goes, yeah, no new hardware, no new hardware announcements. Don't forget, a lot of John's rumors to this point have been very hardware specific with hardware ship dates that are ready to go. He knew the times and dates of when products were going to launch, like the iPhone SE and the MacBook Pro. So I, I might guess that his source is close into that department of deciding when those products are ready to ship. Now, that doesn't mean that Apple won't show off a product and then go, it's going to be available later this year. They've done the same thing with the Mac Pro. They've done the same thing with the iMac Pro. It's not too crazy to think they would do the same with the first 
ARM designed, you know, their own A-series chips iMac. And if they do that on stage tomorrow, I will be just as happy as if the iMac was shipping tomorrow because that's even more exciting to me. That is a bold statement, Travis. Uh, we've been talking about this potential ARM transition of Apple, basically, for those who don't know, uh, they would be putting in their mobile chips that they use in their iPads and iPhones into the Mac. Now, there would be some benefits like better battery life, and also because Apple's chip division is just so good, they would actually be getting better performance and better battery life at the same time. And a lot of these designs could also be fanless, or even if they had a fan, it means they could crank out even more power just because Apple's chips are so efficient and powerful. So if Apple really wanted to make a bold statement, and you know, this is an Apple move, by the way, it wouldn't surprise me. Apple could get on stage and go, you know what? We pioneered, we pioneered computing with the iMac, and that's the first computer we're putting our own chips into. Not the mobile, not the MacBook Air, not the weakest one. We're putting it into one of our most powerful desktop options. And you know what? It's faster than Intel. It's faster than AMD. It's the fastest computer you can buy today. That would blow and that would shake everything up. Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting uh, for a lot of reasons. Number one, it would take them off the necessity of buying processors, whether it be from Intel, AMD. I mean, it doesn't matter. If they're making their own processors, that's one less company you have to rely on. Uh, number two, we already know the A-series of processors are pretty beastly in a phone. Give them more space for the ability to cool them uh, more aggressively, put some more wattage through them, and I wonder what could happen. Like, really, what could happen? Having said all that, um, it is interesting that this particular leak is coming so soon to, uh, you know, the actual show when most other leaks have come before this. Now there's a couple of ways of thinking of this. Number one, it could be that this particular leak, uh, was super tightly held and, and a lot of the stuff didn't happen over in China, which is where I think a lot of the leaks start. Number two, it could be that this is a ruse and not actually a leak at all. And instead, it's a it's a security thing. Try to figure out where their leaks are coming from. And they fake leaked it somewhere. Right. That could be another thing. Yeah. Or number three, it could be that now that they're so close to obviously WWDC, um, the videos have been produced. Um, they're sitting on people's, you know, drives and stuff to get ready to stream them, that someone has seen it and now feels like they can leak it. Any of those is true. Any of those is possible, I mean. So the question is which. We will know tomorrow if in some way they even imply that ARM-based processors will be able to run iOS, or sorry, um, run uh, Mac OS, uh, OS, we would be in a very interesting place. But that change will not happen soon. When this actually does happen, it will probably happen at a WWDC because you need to get the developers on board for them to even program everything. Apple's not going to drop this big change in their hardware unless they have every single one of their major pieces of software working on that computer because you cannot afford to go buy a computer and have only half of your applications work. Uh, I know a lot of things are web-based nowadays, so it shouldn't be that difficult, but there are some things that are not. And for those things, it's very critical to get it right. Yeah, you got it 100% right. Uh, I mean, I think by all accounts, um, multiple sources uh, are saying that, you know, Apple will show off this ARM processor running in some sort of Mac tomorrow. 
And uh, they're going to, like you said, they're going to need to give time for developers to work on their apps. Now, Apple might have all their apps ready to go running on ARM processors. That wouldn't surprise me, uh, especially if they've been working on this for years, like a lot of these reports are indicating. But there's no way Adobe has uh, everything <laughs> running. You know, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of legacy apps that, you know, it might be one of the, it might be a very painful transition if you're a Mac OS user and you're used to a lot of apps, um, you know, Mac OS doesn't, uh, Macs don't sell in the numbers that iOS devices do, or even iPads do. Uh, a lot of developers, you know, it's a cost to develop these applications. They might just go, you know what? It's not worth the cost. We're just going to drop support for this app. Sorry. It's just not worth us to keep supporting this platform. It's not worth us, worth it for us to, you know, spend all this money transitioning over to ARM. Now, I think maybe that argument might be kind of no, because uh, you have the iPad platform as well. So if they're both running on ARM, it's probably easy to make an iPad app and a Mac app that both run on the same thing. We've seen Apple actually do that with their own apps running on Intel, right? The, the podcast app on Mac, it's based on the iPad app. So that, that might be an argument that Apple wants to go with. Like, oh, well, if you develop for Mac on ARM, guess what? It's so easy to bring it over to the iPad as well. And guess what? You just doubled your install base so you can get even more money. That's probably a lot of the arguments I'm expecting to see on stage. Uh, it's, it's just a matter of will there be hardware shown off? Will, will it just be, hey, we're planning on doing this? That's, that's what I want to see. And, and it's going to be one of the more interesting aspects of uh, WWDC tomorrow. It's, it, it's funny, like you mentioned, we're doing this podcast. And as I'm doing it, I'm recording and just going, you know what? People are going to listen to this in the morning I'm a, I might just release this tonight because people are going to be yeah, listening. You're going to gonna have to. Yeah. People are going to be listening the same to this thing. and they're going to be like, well, now I know this podcast is yeah. useless. But you know what? It's fun for you guys because you can come back and go like, look how wrong Greg and Travis were. There were three <laughs> new iMacs and they were all great. <laughs> yeah, I definitely was going to actually say you probably want to release it very, very yeah. early because or very late tonight. Just I, I just say put it up tonight because the reality is like we're going to learn so much uh, in less than 24 hours from now is really what's happening now how that ripples through time and do they then release like if they don't release any hardware tomorrow when because as john has said a lot of these things are already ready to ship so it makes you wonder like well what are they waiting for i think that's a really interesting yeah. question if they don't release tomorrow then when especially if these things actually do exist in a complete state i think we're talking about the headphones we're talking about the um i think he said i didn't he say the imac was ready too or something or what he, did he said say imac was ready so that's that's the strangest part of all this uh you would think if imac is ready you would think it's intel based right there's no way they're going to release an r mac tomorrow like you said they need to give a heads up to developers um so if that imac is ready you know maybe maybe they just went we're going to put the ARM chips in the iMac anyway. Do we really want to announce an iMac tomorrow the same time we're announcing an ARM transition? Why don't we just delay it? We'll swap out the chips and it'll be ready to go in six months. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, uh, I, I'm, you know, at first I wasn't hype about this. I remember thinking this is just for developers, right? So why would I care? But there's so much surrounding this. Again, it's one of the first times where we're getting a large announcement from uh, Apple, regardless of what the announcement is, since this pandemic has started, which means that they're having to do it all virtually. Now, remember, originally they were going to do the iPad Pro announcement, but they didn't even bother. They just ended up kind of putting it on their website. Same thing with the iPhone SE. What will happen here as the first time since all of this has started that they're going to have a completely virtual 
um, event. And it's again, not really ever made for the public anyway, but um, I think it'll be interesting if um, with the amount of people that are interested in this, in this show to, to pump it up a little bit, because I, I don't remember ever, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't remember there ever being so much hype for this event. It, maybe it's because well, of the thought that there's going to be <laughs> new hardware. I, I think this year is a little bit extra hype, but you know what? It it it's I I've been hyped for WWDC plenty of times, but then again, maybe I'm more maybe I'm getting you all hyped up now because now you know me and we're doing this well, podcast together, uh, and now you're all hyped. Greg. Greg, you get hyped over Werther's, so I'm not inter- I'm, I'm not going based on what you're hyped about. It doesn't. It's not something I'm terribly worried about. Also, for people listening to the audio podcast, uh, Greg and I will be live uh, during WWDC doing uh, reactions. I don't think we're going to upload that as a podcast. I don't think that makes sense. No, but so so it's not going to be a podcast. We're probably going to take it down immediately. So if you're actually interested in joining us, make sure you're there. Uh, The show is tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. So if you care about that WWDC event, if you want to experience it with uh, with the Gadget Cast audience. If you don't want to run over to uh, Drew from Talos of Tech, why don't you join us instead? You know, I think Drew has earned enough of your Apple views for, you know, why don't you give them to us just just once, just this once. That's right. YouTube.com slash GadgetCast. Make sure you're here. Um, I'll put a, I'll make sure that it's up so the schedule's there and the reminder can be set. So by the time you listen to this audio podcast, you can remind yourself to be there tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, we're probably going to go actually... Uh, are you good to go a little bit earlier? Maybe like 30 yeah, minutes earlier? So. We'll talk about it. We'll hype it up. You know what? We're going to be earlier than everyone else. So join us early and then abandon us for Luke, uh, <laughs> Miami, and Talosiv uh, Gadgets. Talosiv Gadgets, I think, is the channel. Talosiv Gadgets. Oh, man. Uh, I will be maybe 945-ish. Maybe, All right. Well, maybe. We'll, we'll be there like five minutes before. Don't worry about it, guys. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be you a got, couple You minutes. got five minutes with us, and then you can go to Talos of Gadgets and Luke, <laughs> Luke Miami. <laughs> to- I think Talos that's their channel. Miami. You know. Just start now. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Gary just says start now, which is not a bad you idea. You know what, Gary? I think that might be... You know what, Gary? I think that's probably the best solution. Uh, 24-hour live stream until WWDC. You know, I told Gary if there's no new iMac tomorrow, I might have to buy that camera he was showing me. But then he like... Gary's... You know, Gary was on the show not too uh, long ago. And, uh, you know, Gary's weird because he was hyping up this camera. And then, like, in the next breath, he's like... And then it has all these problems. And I was just like, oh, I don't want this camera anymore. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah all right. we appreciate we appreciate gary from coming on just a couple of weeks ago and Knoopsy who came on last night or last week and then went on the uh, saturday night tech fights and just mopped people up <laughs> wow wow i was impressed oh. oh we got super chat money from uh my my good friend and pal the everyday dad here's money for coffee so we can start the stream now <laughs> uh, we appreciate, appreciate you, you uh, he's such a such a kind guy uh um, listen yeah. Yeah, so that's that's something to watch tomorrow. Whether or not they actually ship hardware, there's going to be a hardware announcement in some way because chips are hardware, right? And this is going to be something that really does shake up the industry because, you know, Apple probably won't end up selling their chips, but it's going to be a really bad look for Intel in particular that Apple is deciding to move away from their chips. AMD, Travis and I were doing a stream before this on uh, Amazon talking about the Ryzen processors and just how beastly those are. Mm. So, you know, uh, in a lot of ways, this is just more bad news for Intel, who has been having streaks and streaks of bad news for like the past couple of years now. Um, But yeah, 
ARM processors are going to be. I think it's. I think it's going to be cool. I can't. I can't wait to see. Because they're going to explain why they're doing it, right? So they're going to kind of give us, even if we don't see hardware, they're going to kind of give us what their focus is. So things like better battery life, better, more power, all that stuff. And uh, it's going to be interesting. Now, software is the, is the big hit, right? That's the guarantee for sure. We're going to see iOS 14. We're going to see a uh, new version of watchOS. I think it's 8 now. Is it 7 or 8? Oh, my gosh. Chat. Don't, uh, you know, type in the chat. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> nothing. I, I forgot which version of watchOS they're on. And now I look like, you know, I'm the Apple guy. So now everyone knows I'm a fraud. Um, new version of tvOS, new version of macOS 10.16. So new software. Um, so we heard a rumor from John Prosser saying, okay, everyone's saying seven. So I was right, seven. Uh, we heard a new rumor from uh, John Prosser saying that they're going to change the name of iOS to iPhone OS. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense. There's there's iPad OS, there's Watch OS, there's TV OS, there's Mac OS. iOS really is the odd one out now. It really makes sense to call that iPhone OS. Um, that's not really a big change though. It's just a name change. It really means nothing, right? They changed the name of I, to iPad OS. Was it really that much of a you know crazy thing? Not really. Um, but new software. Is there anything that you think uh, or anything you want to see for iOS 14? I mean, the stuff that I know I'm not going to see, I actually made a video about yes. this on my channel like a week or so ago. Everything that I want to see, I'm not going to see. Picture in picture, multitasking, um, you know, uh, always on display, like pretty much everything that, I, that Android has that I, that I kind of miss uh, that I know I'm not going to see on iOS. It's just not going to be a thing. Um, so I don't think I'm going to see anything of any kind of interest. I don't know if you saw Max Weinbach tweeted like a little jokey uh, video about iOS 14. It was just the only difference was a, a background wallpaper. Uh, I mean, you know, all right, Max, you know, okay, settle down, young man. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't expect anything of, of real interest. Now, the interesting thing about Apple is they make things that, it, that are very pedestrian seem super awesome. And they're really good at this, uh, marketing-wise. Like, I believe the marketing team for Apple could make LG cool. Can you imagine? You'd actually probably want to buy an LG phone. It's true. It's true. Uh, Apple marketing is great. Whenever they come out with any of those product videos, it it just gets you hyped no matter what it is. I mean, I'm not hyped like the those air tags that have been rumored forever, right? We might see those tomorrow. I'm not hyped for those at all. After I see their little video they do for it, I'm be like, ooh, I need those in my life. <laughs> and I just don't. Knowing right? that you don't. Right. So yeah, which is silly. I mean, obviously, no one really no one needs, needs air that, tags, no. but everyone wants. That's what's so crazy about Apple, man. They, they, they're the loyalty on that brand is weird. It's just, and that's that's the other thing we had talked about the other just earlier is, um, what was it that they? Uh, I think it was early in the the Amazon stream where you were talking about Apple being able to sell things even though we thought they wouldn't be able to. Remember, you were saying something about that. Yeah. Um, that people thought that going through the pandemic, people were going to save money, but really, oh, people yes. are making yeah. those purchases. I, yeah. There, there's been like some. Listen. I, Go back and listen to previous gadget casts. I feel like a prophet here. Uh, I've been and go listen to Viper. Plug for Viper. Friday Night Viper. Go listen to all my past comments on this pandemic. Uh, people are going. We're never going back to normal. Prepare for the new normal. People aren't going to be gathering in crowds anymore. Uh, yeah, people don't care. People have short attention spans and short memories. People are gathering in crowds already, even though we're still in the midst of this thing. And uh, I also said people are also like, oh, cons- people aren't going to be buying new products. And I'm like, are you kidding me? 
uh, people aren't going to restaurants anymore. They're sitting at home for three weeks. And after that third week, they're like, you know what? I've been sitting here and I haven't been doing anything. I deserve a new iPhone. I deserve a new iPad. I deserve a new PlayStation. That's that's just the mindset of people. They they you know people would rather be in debt and have the latest product than than suffer any amount of discomfort. And that's that's yeah. speaking personally. That's me. <laughs> I would rather like buy something than uh, be bored. <clears throat> Not gonna lie, I bought a lot of things over the last couple of weeks and months. Um, I'm not, I'm not, uh, yeah, I can't lie. I cannot tell a lie. And I've even looked at buying things that I've already owned, like the let's, the uh, iPad Air again. Yeah, let's let's go over some of these uh, features. I want I want to stay on iPhone OS real quick, uh, but then I see a chat okay. from uh, uh, I see a comment from Jose about iPad OS 14. We're gonna talk about that in just a second. Uh, iPhone OS, uh, I'm hearing some interesting things that could be a big year for this. Now, there's two prevailing thoughts and it seems to always be this way. Some people are saying focus on stability and there's some rumors saying maybe this will be a very light year focusing on stability and performance. iOS 13 was a very buggy release, right? We do not want that for iOS 14 again. Right. I'm sure that's in their head. I'm sure they're like, come on guys, we gotta make sure this is smooth. Um, mm -hmm. But I've also been hearing some what sounds like some pretty big changes for Apple. Uh, there's been rumors that they're going to allow you to change third-party defaults, which will be big. That will be big. That'll be the first time in iPhone's history that they've allowed you to do that. It might be limited to certain types of apps at first, but that's opening the floodgates, basically, to, to these default apps. Um, what's rumored is uh, music services, uh, email clients, and I think calendars right now. Uh, but that would be major. Uh, Apple's never done that. That's one of the big advantages that people love about Android is the fact that, oh, you want uh, you want something to be your default music service? Well, you select it. Okay. So for Apple to open that up to Spotify and all these other music services, that'll, that'll be a nice thing, actually. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that. I don't think Apple should lock it down anymore. I think the platform's mature enough. I think they can handle letting you pick which which music service you want to want. I, and it's not even music service me. I use Apple Music, but there are calendar apps and other task apps, like a, like a reminders app, that I would like to use as the as the default rather than Apple's built-in solution. The platform's mature enough. Uh, Mac OS allows you to do this. I don't see why we need to... We, we need to let Apple use their own anymore. Now, obviously, you can even bury this in settings and just let the pro users figure it out if you want to keep the experience pure, right? I get that. It, it might be confusing for some users. You open it up, it's like, what, which, which browser do you want to be your browser? It's like, whoa, 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 what? So you can bury that in settings. People like me and Travis will figure it out. We'll use it. And the normal people who just want to open the phone, use all the built-in apps, they'll be fine. Um... There's also some other rumors like widgets might come on the home screen, which would again be big, right? iOS has pretty much looked the same since iPhone, you know, the original iPhone. It's it's a it's a row of icons. You scroll past them and you pick the ones you want. Uh, there's also rumors that there might be a list view, right? Changing the home screen and kind of putting it down in list, giving you suggestions. There's there's a couple of rumors like that where there might be a home screen shakeup. So those are the two biggest rumors I can think of off the top of my head that sound like they sound kind of small in a way, but, but it sounds like something that would require a lot of work. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, again, I, some of these things sound okay. There's nothing that's, that's not particularly interesting, I guess, yeah. but none of it is exciting. Um, 
We'll see. I mean, I, Apple has done some, has made some changes lately. Like, I, I really appreciate the fact that they did separate off iPad OS, even though it's just basically iOS with a slightly different focus. Um, and it does seem like this Apple is a little bit different than the previous, where they were very stuck to their ways. It appears that they are willing to consider other things that make Android great. Um, I don't think they'll ever really go full bore unless their leadership no. completely changes. But the fact that they're thinking about it, that's compelling. It's actually very compelling. Yeah. I think, I think the big thing for Apple right now, and we've actually seen some controversy about Apple versus developers right now um, and, and allowing certain apps to be on the store and, and they have to follow these certain rules. I don't want to get into that here. We, the show's too short for that. <laughs> we could spend a whole show on that. Um, yeah. But I think right now there's some lawsuits coming up in Europe. Now, in America, you know, things might never change for them, right? In America, uh, being a monopoly is seen as having the most market share, which Apple does not have. In Europe, though, it's a little bit different the way they operate their platform. So regulation could come to Europe first, and that would that would impact Apple here as well. So Apple's, I think, wants to get a little bit ahead of this. And I think what their what their biggest priority right now is is keeping control of the App Store. They do not want a third party store on there. Now they're getting a lot of pressure from like Netflix and Spotify and and the big people there who want to you know be default apps or not have to pay you know certain fees in the App Store. So I think this is a way to kind of put uh, you know silence their arguments a little bit a little bit. By allowing them to become third-party defaults, it kind of suppresses their arguments that Apple has an unfair advantage. And it's kind of no skin off Apple's back in a way, too, because let's be honest, they have a huge advantage because when you buy an iPhone, you open it up, what's the first thing you see? All of Apple's apps. You know what I mean? You have to literally go search in the App Store and find other apps to download. So Apple still has a nice big home field advantage. And they could, they could, they can afford to give up some ground and probably not be all that impacted at all. Um, but let's 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 move on to iPadOS because I think you're right. iPadOS was was a big name change, and we haven't seen too many major features that make it super different from it. Now we have seen the new uh, Magic Keyboard, which you just got, that included a trackpad. Uh, iPadOS obviously has split screen and picture in picture, so it has some form of multitasking. They did a slight redesign on the home screen, which I think could have been way more major, right? It's just some widgets on the side. It's, it's nice for what it is, but let's be honest. They, they could have gone a little more bold in that endeavor. Now, what's what's interesting to me is we haven't seen too many rumors about iPadOS, so I really don't even know what to expect here. This this iOS I've seen a lot for. iPadOS in particular, there's not too much out there. Now, I've been... So there's... Yeah. That either means one of a couple of things for me. Number one, of course, I am actually interested in what happens to iPadOS as I use it as, uh, of course, my editing machine, as I've talked about a billion times. But it means one of a, two, a couple of things. Number one, nothing exciting is going to come to iPadOS that isn't already in iOS 14. Or two, there are some cool things coming, but no one's covering them because no one's looking there. The, the real intrigue is A, iOS 14 for phones, and B, hardware. And no one just happens to even be looking that direction. Now, we have heard, of course, from John Prosser on this very show that there are steps being made to have things like Final Cut Pro on the iPad. Now, that would be amazing um, through some uh, some capabilities that may or may not be coming to iPadOS. Will we see that tomorrow? Hmm. I don't think so. 
Uh, and I think John was was basically saying they're working on it. Um, again, if they're making, you know, I think that lines up right with the with going back to our arm transition talk with the Mac. I think that lines up right with there, right? Because they would have to make a final cut version running on that processor, and then how easy would it be to port that over to the iPad? So I'm guessing, you know, we'll see that when that's ready, that's when it'll happen. So we're probably looking at maybe next year, actually, which isn't that far to wait. Uh, maybe they'll talk about it on stage, though. Maybe they'll be like, you know what? And that means we can bring Final Cut over to the iPad and all this other stuff, right? And you only have to buy it once, right? Because they just did a thing in the uh, App Store now where you can bundle apps between iPad, iPhone, and Mac and just sell one app and it works on everything. So, wow. yeah, you're really seeing like the stars align here with a lot of this stuff. Um, and that would be major, right? For someone like me who uses Final Cut, I already got on, on my Mac. If they say like, hey, it's free for you to download on your iPad as well. Am I going to use that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be there day I one. might buy it. Yeah, exactly. I might actually buy it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right about that. That That is one of the things we heard about iPad, that, that pro software. And you know what, Travis? Maybe they will talk about it because we have this new keyboard now. And I thought it was a little strange that Apple kind of dropped that out of the blue. I felt like that would have made a great WWDC announcement. And if you don't have anything bigger than that, that would have got people really hyped, by the way. You show that product video of that keyboard, come on. People would have been so hyped. Uh, I think maybe they do have something special planned for iPad. You know what I mean? I feel like I feel like why bring out the big guns now if, if you don't have anything else? So maybe it's pro apps, right? And they could spend a lot of time on that. Um, personally, besides like the pro application stuff, I'd like to see a better way of multitasking. I think it's really convoluted the way it is now. Uh, I got used to it, but I know like if I give an iPad to anyone else and they're not familiar with it, they don't know what to do. Uh, I think maybe yeah. a long press on the screen, you get like that sub menu. Why not say like enter multitasking or something like that? Or yeah. um, I would even like windowed support in a way. I, you know what I mean? Like I would, you know how you like get the picture in picture and you could drag it across the screen. Why can't I do that with an app as well? I think that would be cool. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I just want to squash this because I think a lot of people say this. Uh, what about the rumored gaming <laughs> iMac? That's just not going to happen. You need to have games on Mac for that to even be relevant. And they just aren't there. So I wouldn't worry. Wouldn't think too much about that. The only way that something like that would even make sense is if it, I, I guess it just shipped with something that emulates Windows right off the bat. And, you, and then at that point, it's not even a Mac. It doesn't make sense. I don't see that happening. Um, yeah, so I, it is interesting. I like that bundling idea. That's such a cool yeah. concept that, um, that's a needle mover to me. That's, that's a real needle mover. Really interesting. It's it's already in place too. So like it, it's yeah. it, the policies there today. Uh, you know, Apple's gonna, I, you know, Apple's gonna do that, right? They made the policy. They're going to stick to it. They'd be like, look, you buy our pro apps here. They work on all your devices. Uh, because I'm sure Apple does, you know, Apple makes some money from selling their software, right? But They've been updating Final Cut Pro 10, which is a $300 application for years, years and years and years, updating it for yeah. free and major, major updates uh, for a $300 piece of software. I have gotten my value many times over to the point that if they ever released a new version, I really couldn't be mad and be like, oh, they're charging again, uh, especially when I compare it against something like Premiere, where it's a monthly fee. So I, I'd love yeah. to see that. That would be really compelling. Um any, you want to talk any more about iPadOS? We got to move on to the other two. No, we got we do have to move on. Uh, <laughs> Mac Patchy McPatchy Uh Mac OS stuff again. I 
can't recall anything too crazy. I think I think they're probably focused on the arm transition. I feel like we talked about that enough. I can't yep. think again. Mac is such a talk about a mature platform. This is the most mature platform they have. And uh, it's it's so refined to a point where it's really hard to think of features for the Mac platform to the point where they are, you know, they had that initiative where they brought iPad apps over. I'm sure they'll refine that process even more at WWDC. Uh, but I really feel like it's going to be a lot of people have been complaining about bugs on the current version of Catalina. So maybe that will, you know, and bugs on a Mac is worse than on an iPhone for a lot of people because that's their production mm. machine. Um, so right. I, I think it'll be a stability year because I think a lot of the improvements to the Mac are really based on this ARM processor. And by the way, we really didn't talk about this. The biggest challenge of that ARM processor, we kind of did actually, the biggest challenge of that ARM processor transition is all about the software. So I'm, I'm sure right. if they're doing that ARM transition, their efforts are all focused on that right now. I'm sure there's not going to be a bunch of new Mac OS features. But uh, watch OS, yeah. that's the other one, right? That's, that's the interesting one of what they do here. That's their youngest platform right now. Watch OS. Um, we've heard from John Prosser that, you know, there's going to be some health features. Now, what John said is he's not sure. Do these health features come in the way of new hardware, as in an Apple Watch Series 6, or are they software-based? That's something that John couldn't tell us when he was on GadgetCast. Now, some of those features he did mention were things like sleep tracking, which I think could be done on current hardware. I, I have some third-party sleep apps. They work pretty well. I think that could be done on current hardware implemented through software. I don't really see why you would need a dedicated uh, sensor right now for sleeping. It, it does it all already. It has it has the things to detect if you're moving, which is basically what you need for sleeping and heart rate monitoring. Uh, but John said on this show that Apple's working on a way to measure your anxiety, and he was really excited for that feature. Um, do you think that could possibly be software-based, or do you think that requires new hardware? So I think... Well, it depends on how they're doing it. If they're doing it by, um, by uh, you know, blood pressure, I mean, they kind of already have that information. If they're doing it through some other way, then it necessitates hardware. My guess is they're going to, they would use that. If they're going to announce it here at WWDC and not announce a, a watch at the same time, then it obviously just uses the hardware that's existing. If they launch a new watch, which I, we don't think they're going to tomorrow, then different story. Uh, it will probably be hardware based, much like EKG is not on all the, I, the Apple watches. So um, I, I suspect it'll be something like that if this is true. And if it's true, um, it's a really cool thing. And I think a lot of people really will appreciate that, especially in the world we live in now. A lot of people are stressed out and anxious and, and have issues. This could definitely be something that is very helpful to them, especially for you know mental awareness. We need to be aware of our mental health. Yeah. I, I feel like that one will require dedicated hardware. Um, there's rumors of like a blood oxygen sensor that's coming to the Apple Watch. Now, I always talk about Apple's a feature company, right? A lot of companies will put in the blood oxygen sensor and go, hey, look, you can measure your blood oxygen. And to the normal person, they're just like, yeah, great, thanks. Uh, mm -hmm. Apple's a feature company. They want to get that sensor and then they're going to go, well, we have the blood oxygen sensor so it can measure your anxiety levels and we're going to tell you in plain English what's happening to your body. Much like they have that ECG in there, and it tells you, do you have a regular heartbeat or an irregular heartbeat? It's not just saying, here's the ECG, and here's the measurements. Have fun deciphering it, which is, that's what a lot of companies do, right? They give you all these features, mm -hmm. and like, here you go, here's the measurement. And you're like, what do I, what do, I do with this? Yeah, what does that mean? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's new hardware for sure. Sleep tracking, though, I think is software, if I'm, if I'm making a bet. But you never know. 
Um, let's see. New watch faces are, are a thing that's probably going to happen. Uh, cool. I would like them to do third-party watch faces. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Mm. Um, and that's uh, <laughs> parental school time. You excited for this feature, Travis? <laughs> you excited for this? Yeah. You excited? Bro, I still occasionally have uh, nightmares where I'm, I'm doing homework. You, it's terrible. You know, I, I just want to comment on this. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter going, why do, why do people need to, uh, uh, why do kids need a parental or school time feature? And I got to say, man, if I was in school today and I was wearing an Apple watch, <laughs> I'd be acing every test. Let me tell you. <laughs> I bet you would. I bet they you need, would. They need something there to block those apps for uh, during school time, I think, right? Like, you can't open up, like, a notes app and be like, that's the answer to uh, question four. <laughs> so, I, you know, that'll be good for kids who have an Apple Watch. But, hey, if your kid has an Apple Watch, you know, uh, you could adopt me and uh, you could buy me one, too, and we'll be... Yeah, someone please adopt Greg. That'd be great. We should start that campaign. Um, so for people for people later this week, obviously, like we said, if you're listening to this podcast, I know a lot of you are going to hear this after WWDC, but please, if you hear it beforehand, come check out uh, gadgetcast. Uh, sorry, uh, youtube.com slash gadgetcast, where we will be live streaming that. And of course, like Greg said, it's not going to be available for replay, but we will be back the next weekend with some special guests talking about the fallout from WWDC. Who are those guests, Greg? Okay, so I still have to confirm it with them, but we should be okay. good. We should be good. We're going to do a gadget cast first, people. A gadget yes. cast first. We're going to have two guests on, two very heavy Apple hitters. We're going to have Renee Ritchie back on the show. You know, Renee has had, uh, I think, one of like the biggest like support of the show. People want to see Renee back. They want to see him back. Yeah. Uh, the yep. second person that will be returning is someone that the fans really, I think, despise and do not like at all. Uh, Luke Miani. I really I don't even know why we're asking him back on the show, to be honest with you. I don't I, I really think, you know, the ratings were bad when we had him on the show. No one really liked him too much. Um, you know, so but, you know, we're, we're doing like a pity thing for him. I think his channel's struggling a little bit. So we're going to have Luke Miani yep. on the show. We're going to boost his channel back up. Uh, Renee Ritchie and Luke Miani on at the same time with Greg and Travis is going to be jam packed. We never had, we never had four people on the show. It's going to be an interesting dynamic, right? It's going to be a train wreck, but I can't wait. Should be exciting. Uh, looking forward to doing that. Oh, actually Jeff had a really good idea. We, uh, both the guys that I that follow me on Twitter, Aaron Zolo and Brandon Butch, maybe we'll do that in the future. That actually would have made even more sense. Those guys are into the software updates. Greg, why didn't you think of that? Uh, we can get them on. I'll ask them. Hey, we're really going to be talking idea. about these topics for the next few oh, months, wow. guys. So we can have yeah. Zolo, uh, Aaron Zolo on. Uh, I like him a lot. Brandon Butch seems like a nice guy. We can have him on as well. Brandon's cool. Uh, and then I think we just got to get Flossie on just for fun because we got to get that. Yeah, just for fun. Why not? Let's do that. Um, so for those of you in the live stream, we're going to do a little aftercast for you. For those of you listening on the podcast, we thank you so much. Uh, buy the hats. Definitely hit up. Buy the hats. Yeah, buy the hats, gadgetcast.net. Also, leave us some reviews on Apple Podcasts. We would love to be ranked again. That would be awesome if you would do that for us. Yes. Uh, but definitely buy the hats. Time's running out. Time is running Gadgetcast. out. So, so get your orders in. If you really want them, we don't know when they're going to come back. So get your hats in. Yeah. We got a limited inventory on the store, by the way. So they will trigger a sold out period if you guys actually nice and then lastly if you're listening to these uh emails uh they're being read and or the voicemails and you want to participate uh links are in the show notes check them out we'd love to hear from you we actually really love to hear from you even if it's just something like 
hey guys, I'm you know writing from my kitchen. Just listen to your show. Great. Like that could literally be the email, and that means a lot to you us. You know what? I gotta read this email because uh, oh. we had so many voicemails and stuff. I completely this this completely slipped by me, but uh, we're gonna oh. read it at the end of the show. Sorry, Gavin. Gavin Williams says, "Hey guys, listening to the latest episode, and I agree. There's too many references to the live stream in the audio podcast. Dag nabbit. <laughs> listen, <laughs> we haven't said that much." today so i hope that he says, that's been, he does say i primarily listen to podcasts while driving to and from work and i don't have time to watch the videos but other than that love the show and keep up the good work all the way from australia gavin so daniel dan uh if you're watching this i think i saw him in the chat before uh track mm-hmm. down gavin and tell him <laughs> tell him that you know we love him too <laughs> yes well i think we did a good job today so Hopefully that's something Today you guys was are interested Today in. It was jam-packed with info, guys. It, it was jam-packed. Well, next one's going to be crazy. So we hope to see you in the live stream tomorrow. But if not, he's Greg. I'm Travis. We'll see you guys again next weekend. Peace and love.